What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Read Up On It. Not a typical episode. This is kind of like a mini episode. Um, a Kobe Bryant kind of tribute episode. I don't know. It's just been weighing heavy on my heart. It's been on my mind nonstop. Um, you know, I'm sure collectively all of our hearts are broken and we feel a little heavy about the subject. Um, so, yeah, this is just like something I wanted to get off my chest since I don't keep a journal anymore. So I figure I'd vent on this podcast app really quickly. So as I'm sure we all know, the world lost an icon um, this past Sunday. Kobe and his daughter and seven other victims were involved in a very tragic crash out in Calabasas in California. Um, Kobe Bryant, his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna Bryant, and seven of the other victims, the Altobelli family, John Altobelli, his wife Carrie, and their daughter Alyssa. Um, another mom and duo daughter, unfortunately, was in the helicopter as well, Sarah and Peyton Chester. Um, Christina Mauser was one of the individuals that perished as well. She was a coach at the Mamba Academy, which was Kobe's Academy, where they were all heading for a game for Gianna. And then the pilot of the helicopter, uh, Ara Zaboyan. All nine of the victims um, unfortunately perished. And it was just heavy. I was at the gym when I got a notification about it. And it just, it was paralyzing. Like, it was just paralyzing information. And I thought somebody probably had to get something wrong. I don't know, some sick, twisted joke of some sort. But after all the texts and all the news alerts and all the, you know, bloggers started confirming it, I, like, couldn't even finish my workout. Like, I, I, I don't know, my jaw was on the fucking ground the entire time. I just, like, went in the locker room, got my shit. I actually sat for, like, 10, 15 minutes just, like, trying to compartmentalize what just happened. But, um... I don't know. I got the the wind knocked out of me. It it was just heavy, heavy information. Um, So I'm sure everyone who, you know, follows and loves sports, they were devastated. But it it goes beyond... It goes beyond just, you know, being a sports fan or even just a basketball fan. You know, I I think... And we've seen it. um, Kobe's unfortunate passing, his untimely passing... It it literally shifted the energy of the entire world, not just here in America, but literally the entire world. Um, obviously, he was a basketball legend, an NBA legend, a Lakers legend, but Kobe was one of those rare people that you know achieved that icon status. And I it well, he obviously was loved by many, but as you start to see just all of the the tributes all around the world i mean literally all around the world it's it's warming and it's it's devastating at the same time you know i mean i'm obviously gay i, I don't know if you can tell that by the way i speak but a lot of gay guys don't grow up watching sports it's one of those stereotypes that are true but i'm the youngest of four all boys and all of my older brothers are heterosexual. So, you know, I 
basically being the younger gay boy, did not have a say in what was going on the big TV in the living room. So it was nonstop sports. I mean, basketball, football, a little tennis here and there. Not really, though. We ain't had cable, so tennis was on the weekends when nothing was really popping off. But um, I I was forced to watch it, but, like, obviously after a few weeks or whatever, you kind of just, you adapt to it. You roll with the punches, and I became a fan of it. So while I wasn't outside playing basketball, like, I knew, I knew, I always knew what was going on. I knew the stats. I, I followed the playoffs, again, forcefully, but I followed the playoffs, and that's how I kind of, how I kind of, I guess, unknowingly became a fan of Kobe Bryant's. Well, I was going to say this on Instagram, but I thought it was inappropriate. Um, I always knew who Kobe was, as I always know what who any good-looking you know, celebrity is. Obviously, being a, a joke about being a 13-year-old girl deep down inside. And I've always thought Kobe was a very handsome, very attractive man. So I always knew who Kobe Bryant was. But I would say from, I don't know, kindergarten, honestly, up until about early high school... I knew who Kobe Bryant was. Like, I, I, he was on my TV screen every day because I was chilling with my brothers watching sports, you know? So, as most of us, Kobe was in our households. We grew up on Kobe. So, I, I think that's one of the reasons why his his passing is so hard on all of us. He was He was a major part of, you know, sports and pop culture. You know, he dated... I don't know if they dated, but they had that... That prom date... When Kobe took Brandy to the prom, and I was just all these videos, these these throwback videos of Kobe um, are being posted online, and there's this really cute video of him and Brandy, and the interviewer was asking them, "Is it just more than a prom date, or is it like a little more?" And they're both teenagers, and they're like giggly and shooting each other looks, like, "Should I say it? Should I say it?" or whatever the case may be. So it was just really cute, but um, I I think a lot of us are feeling it because. He he literally, you know, was on our TVs our entire childhood. And it feels like we kind of lost a family member. At least that's what it feels like to me, you know. I haven't felt this way many times in my life besides three. And this is the third one. Um, my For those who don't know, my brother passed when I was 17. And first of all... Junior was his name, Delroy, but he was a junior. So we called him Junior. Kobe Bryant was his idol. It literally was his favorite athlete, not just basketball player, favorite athlete. And um, from having the jersey, constantly shooting everything in the garbage from a distance and yelling Kobe as he did it. Um, It was his favorite athlete. So when Kobe passed, I instantly started thinking about my brother a little bit. And maybe that's why I was so sentimental at the gym. But, um, and then another, a a mutual friend, a friend of a friend, two years ago passed away in a car accident this past summer, and that was weighing on me really heavy as well. But I think there's certain individuals that, you know, when something like this happens, it makes you reflect a lot on, on life and the time that we have while we're here on earth, you know, um, Obviously, people are still mourning Kobe's death. And I feel so... I've, I mean, everyone involved, it's it's a very unfortunate situation. Um, and it really sucks that 
you know, the other victims, not that no one's, you know, mourning them or giving them this, the respect that's deserved in this type of situation, but to perish in a helicopter crash with such a, a global icon, you know, it kind of overshadows, you know, um, the mourning process for the rest of the family. So that's a little unfortunate, but hopefully, you know, they're getting the support that they need in this time. Um, Vanessa, his gorgeous wife, who I've always loved and followed, um, and Kobe's other three daughters. It's just really, it's really unfortunate, but you start to see all of the other NBA icons and just all types of athletes around the world, not just in basketball. Kobe really influenced generations of athletes. He was a big tennis fan and I'm a huge tennis fan. I'm I'm watching the Australian Open right now. And you know, everyone in Australia is just talking about what Kobe's drive, what his determination, um what that meant to them and how it translate to them. And I I I think, you know, for that and so many more reasons is why people really are taking this extremely hard. I I know for me the past 72 hours it's just it's just felt gloomy. It's, it felt dark. I feel a little I don't know lethargic. You know, there's not that pep in my step. I don't I don't know something's something's off. You know, one man literally shifted the energy for everyone. Um, but I don't want this to be a sappy kind of thing. I just needed to get that to get that off of my chest. Um, I think. Well, before, before, what really saddens me about this, and this was similar to my brother, so I've been thinking about my brother a lot, um, is that Kobe was really excited about his second, his second act in life. He did a few interviews where he was talking about his second act, and obviously, you know, being a father, as he stated, but I would assume for a lot of parents, being a father, he has said numerous times, it's his greatest accomplishment. And it will be, you know, the best thing that he has ever done on this on this planet. And you could really see the love he had for all of his kids. Um, the pictures, it literally just warms your heart to to see him hold his daughter, kiss his daughter. Obviously, everyone's uploading a bunch of pictures with him and Gianna because she unfortunately passed with him. But it literally just it it I don't know it. It warms your heart and makes you want to cry at the same time. Um, so being a father was something he was really looking forward to do more. And that's the point that I was trying to get to is that it's very unfortunate. You know, life, life, this was a cruel twist where, you know, he was on the road for 20 years basically as a professional athlete and Vanessa was holding the household down. So now that he retired you know, not too long ago, two, three years ago, now that he retired and had that opportunity to, you know, be that at-home dad, kind of, even though he had other business ventures, and spend more time with the family and holidays and things of that nature, you know, when he could really relax and enjoy that second act of life, this unfortunate thing happens, and it, the only reason why he was in a helicopter was so that he could save time, save two hours on traffic, driving, um, and opposed to just a 15-minute helicopter ride. So, you know, even that, he just wanted to spend more time with his family and stuff like that. So it's really unfortunate. 
But he did a lot of interviews talking about his second act and he wanted to explore his creative side. And it just really, it really goes to, you know, what he is iconic for, his, his Mamba mentality. You know, he said he always was a writer. You know, he used to write rap songs. I think he, like, in the 90s. My friend Scrap, his father was, like, in the music scene in the 90s. And Scrap sent us a picture of Kobe and his father. And was like, yeah, Kobe was like, I think he wanted to be a rapper or something. And Scrap's father is a producer, was a producer back in the day. So he's always had a creative mind. And, like, he always created content so he won that oscar in 2018 for his first autobiographical autobiographical excuse me it's late here it's 2 11 in the morning um his first short film dear basketball and he wrote he executive produced and he narrated it himself so you know it just goes to show that he went from being a force to be reckoned with in one industry and then jumped in Hollywood and shook that shit up like at his first attempt. So, you know, that's that mama mentality. Um, and he, he, you know, he had an investment firm as a venture capitalist with him and a partner. So he just had, I think, a lot more living to do, a lot more life to live and a lot more, you know, records to break. He had a historic run as a Laker and it just really it really is all just one of those things that make you ask why you know I'm not religious so I'm not gonna say why God but why to the universe you know it's just something that doesn't make sense but as I've learned and as I'm sure a lot of us have learned there's always a lesson to be taken out of tragedy um and you know I think Kobe soared to the heights that he soared for a lot of us to witness, to find a deeper meaning in our lives and to explore what greatness means for a lot of us. You know, one of his most famous quotes was the most important thing is to try and inspire people so that they can be great in whatever they want to do. And for him, that that was in correlation to his teammates, you know, leading the team and, like, not telling someone they had to be great, but just from his behavior, like, letting that be contagious for them to want to, you know, push their limits and explore their greatness. So I think with his passing, he absolutely achieved that because suddenly you see it waking people up and, you know, Lighting a fire under everyone's asses, even mine, and, you know, adopting this quote-unquote mamba mentality. And I think it's part that and part of people realizing that time is of the essence, but not only realizing that, accepting, you know, the challenge to make the most of the very limited time that we have here on Earth. You know, we're only allotted so much time. And I think moving forward, a lot of people, a lot of us, you know, we're going to, we're going to, you know, not look forward to just the weekend, but like ex- learn to love, you know, that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday grind and, and the weekend as well. Um, you know, I'm not saying you got to work like a maniac 24 seven, but for me, at least I can speak for, for myself only, you know, I'm definitely, I'm definitely just going to take advantage of all seven days of the week and, you know, not try to delay my goals any further. You know, I'm turning 30 this year. And, you know, I think at 30, Kobe didn't say, 
in 11 years, I'm going to be dead, so I'm going to knock everything out now. You know, he, he, he really understood what it meant. And I think, especially being in the league, he understood that, that there was an expiration date for athletes, but he understood overall that time isn't guaranteed, you know? You know, it's like they say you got to work a certain amount of time before you retire. That's that's a, a fixed number. But the actual amount of time that we have to live here on this planet, it's not it's not a fixed number. It could happen at any time. So I think he grasped that concept very early on. And that's why he was such a trailblazer and, you know, did the iconic things that he did. So I think that's. That's at least that's how I'm going to look at the situation so I can have some sort of solace in this and to try to make sense of of this very unfortunate and untimely passing. Um, I try not to watch a lot of the press coverage of it anymore because it's just so it's it's extremely difficult to, you know, digest all of that 24 seven. But um, Tracy McGrady did an interview and he was just talking about the memories he had with Kobe and that he shared over the years um competing against him and you know being friends often on the court but um he said that throughout their entire you know years in the NBA and throughout their friendship he's always said that Kobe Bryant has said he wanted to die young and to be immortalized for his contributions to the sport and to this world and as that that when I when he said that it made the the hairs in the back of my neck stand up it honestly did and it gave me goosebumps because you know here he is at 41 and it goes without saying that his legacy will live on forever you know because legends never die so Kobe Bryant rest in peace I hope you know that you are loved and I hope you can see from heaven that you are being immortalized internationally. Mamba out.